everyone, and welcome to the Cutaways Podcast. My name's Justine. And I'm Ashley. <laughs> We're here together. We are the Walter Cronkite and Dan Rather of romantic comedy podcasts. We bring you the truth. The truth. The hard-hitting news. <laughs> <laughs> Today I want to celebrate an upcoming holiday full of love galentine's day (laughs) directly after our birthdays yep it's like the it's like the universe was just like (laughs) this all has to happen in the same span like 10 day span Mm -hmm. like here you guys go just love 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 your bffs peace and love and flowers and happiness and hearts yeah so hang out with your gals this weekend celebrate their friendship Get a mimosa or like a coloring book. Mm-hmm. Maybe a puzzle. I like puzzles. Or a book club. Yeah. Over or uh, a, a Doctor Who TARDIS Lego set. Yes. <laughs> Which is always fun, especially when I try to read the French. <laughs> Le TARDIS. <laughs> Le TARDIS. <laughs> Anyway, if you're listening now, you're like, when's this going to be a podcast about romantic comedies? Well, never. Well, <laughs> this is this is what you signed up for. This is what happens every week. Every week. Every week we watch a new rom-com, sometimes new to us, a lot of times new to us. We're watching, exploring, and learning this genre in chronological order because we're insane. Some the pe- membrane. Some people are like, "What are you? What else are you? What else could you, you do?" do. Yeah. <laughs> we're like, "We're doing this." Yeah, deal with. <laughs> no, no, no. We love people. We love you. Don't come back. Come back. Come back. Come back. <laughs> Don't run away. No, come back. Okay. Today we will be watching 1998's "There's Something About Mary." Yay. Okay, straight up. I feel like I'm gonna hate this because you hated the other Ben Stiller movie. No, no, no. Nothing to do with Ben Stiller. I. I think I've seen this. I don't really remember, but I think I've seen it, and it's just not my kind of comedy. This is the beginning of the what do you want? What are we gonna call it? Crude. I mean, it's not necessarily the beginning. I feel like yeah, in in like rom com, yeah, crude. But I mean, there's been crude movies since like you know National Lampoon stuff. Yeah, but that you know you're like signing up for that. Yeah, yeah. This is the first one that brought it to the. To, to, to have it be a date night. Yeah. Yeah. This was a big movie. This was a big movie. So, yeah, I just, I don't know, but I feel like I'm not really going to like it. Which is weird, because I like some of the other uh, Farrelly Brothers movies. It's just this one, I'm not sure because of how it relates to romance, I might get a little bothered. I'm sorry, I'm already getting like, ah. See, I'm more worried about it. Not from the standpoint that it's going to be crude and gross. I'm more worried about it from the standpoint of like how it's going to reflect in our world now. Yeah. Like I've never seen it. So I can't. I feel like 1998 was a completely different time. Yeah. And we're going to see that in this. Like not to be politically correct, but there just might be some things that we might find. Times have changed. Yes. There you go. Uh, go ahead and read the description so you know what it's about. Okay, I'm I'm so happy to do this. <laughs> do I sound like it? You do. Okay. So the description for There's Something About Mary is, 
the Farley brothers nailed the laughs in this hugely popular comedy about a hugely popular girl. (laughs) Why do we sound like Donald Trump? Mary is the ideal girlfriend of every guy she meets, especially frustrated high school suitor Ted. But he's got plenty of competition. Today we are watching the extended edition from DVD.com. I mean, it's like the only one available to there was no choice we have to watch this extended edition god damn it bill which is ruder and cruder god damn it well probably the Farrelly brothers are to blame god damn it Farrelly brothers which they're from uh they're from cumberland rhode island oh they're hometown boys um yeah they often feature rhode island in their movies i wonder if this is gonna be in rhode island i think it starts in rhode island and the rest is in miami Welcome to Miami. Yeah. So a little bit of the East Coast. Yeah. So this is a movie about obsessing over a manic pixie dream girl. Yep. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But why did it have to? Okay. Question to the Netflix company here, guys. Mm -hmm. Why did it have to say hugely popular comedy about a hugely popular girl? I don't know. And that's not like a recent. It's not. I feel like it's not like they changed it to be. I yeah to, to to make a point a political point maybe Donald Trump has you know some off time where he writes Netflix descriptions when he's you know not doing other things. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can imagine you can, and you're thinking you, yeah. about it now, and Ashley. it's totally possible. <laughs> like before Twitter, yeah, you're like, oh, that totally makes sense of why these descriptions suck. Yeah, like, uh, okay, well. This movie stars Cameron Diaz, who gets apparently top billing. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've seen her previously in A Life Less Ordinary and My Best Friend's Wedding. Both movies that we didn't like. Both movies that we didn't like. Both movies that we found weirdness in her characters. Yes. It also stars Matt Dillon and Ben Stiller, who we also saw in Reality Bites. This movie was directed by Bobby and Peter Farley. The editor is Christopher Greenbury. The first assistant editors were Larry Mandaras. Madaras. Madaras, sorry. And Sam Sig. The second assistant editor was Mike Healy. And the movie is rated R for strong comedic sexual content and language. All I know is we're the gonna, jizz in the hair. We're going to get the peen today. <laughs> Viva la peen. We're going to viva la peen today. Okay. <laughs> Well, it's an hour and 59 minutes of Viva Lapine. Yeah. And it's rated four stars on the DVD.com, the Netflix company. Yep. People people really like this movie. I'm interested. I am intrigued. All I know about it is the jizz and the hair scene. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe that's why I'm like, I'm kind of open to it being like an older person than when I saw it originally. <sighs> yeah. But are you ready? Oh, wait, there's awards. Yeah. You, yep. I forgot there's awards. So in 1999, this movie was nominated at the Golden Globe Awards for Best Motion Picture, Musical or Comedy, as well as Best Actress in a Motion Picture, Musical or Comedy, I'm assuming for Cameron Diaz. I'm assuming she's the only woman in this movie. Yep, me too. (laughs) So let's go watch this single lady movie. Yes. Single as in singular. Singular. Not as in she has not been coupled. I, uh, okay, let's watch it. All the single ladies, all, all the single, single ladies, ladies, all the single ladies, 
Happy Galentine's. Happy Galentine's Day. What up, party people? <laughs> Are you zonked? Yeah. Yeah. That was a downer. The movie? Yeah. The comedy movie? The, raunt, the rated R for extreme sexual uh, comedy? <laughs> it was like way too over the top stupid. Oh, it's the Farrelly Brothers. It's a thing. Yeah, but this is like too much of a good thing. Like it was too long. It was too long. This extended cut was two hours and ten minutes. It was too long. It was, I don't even know. It was boring. Yes. Because there was so much that could have been cut out. Yeah, that's why I think I said to Drew, I was like, I don't want to watch the extended cut. I hate extended cuts. I'm an editor. Yeah. Well, not even that. Like it was like, even with the stuff that they said was cut out, Mm -hmm. wasn't enough. Yeah. Like, it wasn't snappy or punchy or even comedic. It just slowed everything down mm-hmm. so much and made it really unfunny. Yeah. Because the buttons came so late. Yeah. I feel like they did some of that in the new Ghostbusters. They were like, man, all these jokes are funny. Let's include them all. Like, some scenes. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah. We're, I think we even brought it up. We're just like, this could have been cut out. Yeah. That wasn't necessary. But you can give us more Kate McKinnon. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> the thing is, is like the audience won't miss the funny joke that was also, you know, the second funny joke. Yeah. It's picking whichever one. They're still going to laugh. Just yeah. because you include two doesn't make it twice as funny. It just makes it twice as long. Yeah. Well, and it doesn't necessarily mean that the second thing is then going to be funny. Right. Yeah. They just might, you know, negate each other. Yes. So that's our editing advice right off the bat. <laughs> Keep it short. Keep it short. And, and even though there's like that rule of threes in the comedy in comedy world, you, you pace those three, those, yeah. those three things. Like it's not, you can have those, those callback jokes to the original joke, but it has to be later on. It can't be the same thing in the scene. I think the one we're referring to in Ghostbusters is where they're outside commentating on um something what were they were outside of i think it was um when kevin's on the motorbike and he gets possessed and they keep on going like after he's already gone it's like no let's follow the action yeah like that's what keeps comedy flowing is following action not just the funny thing that that was said yeah it's like we get it it's a fun and they are funny jokes yes but this is a movie yeah (laughs) you can't keep sitting on that because that's not how we work yeah as people we're when we're wanting a story we want it to keep going yeah it's you can't put stand-up in a movie as well as this is a movie it's not stand-up yeah other thoughts about there's something about mary there were too many dudes too many dudes too many weird dudes I think that was the the point, but I mean, yeah. They weren't utilized correctly. Like, if they were going to do it this way, I feel like they should have been utilized differently. What do you mean? Well, we were introduced to Ted Mm -hmm. in the beginning, and we had, like, a long 30-minute setup of Ted. And then we get to meet Patrick, who Patrick is the PI that Ted hires to go find Mary, and then we have this long 30-minute setup with Patrick and Mary. And then while we're doing that, we also meet Tucker, Tucker, who we don't get a lot of backstory on. But then once it's revealed that he is also in love with Mary and a stalker, we get a long, drawn-out process with him as well, like mm-hmm. with him and 
Patrick. So it's just, if they would have utilized them in a way that showed us who they were, right? Like, we could have cut out of the story that Ted was telling in the beginning right to him telling it to the best friend. We didn't need the therapist character. We didn't need that setup. It never was called back to. It was just a one-off mm-hmm. thing. It and it was the same things that he was telling his friend. Don't repeat yeah. your information. Yeah. That's the other rule of editing. Yes. Everything must be new and progress the story. And progress the story, yes. He could have repeated, oh, but she's my high school sweetheart when she oh, was, yeah, 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 when yeah, yeah. he was like trying to get out with the cops. Yes. I but think like, if they would have stayed focused on him and his story progressing, mm-hmm. it would have been a little bit easier to, to handle. Because mm-hmm. just when we hit Patrick, it stalled. When we hit Tucker, it stalled. And it was like, we have to give them the funny moment now. We've had these funny moments with Ted. Now we need another one. So it just felt like, who is the main character here? Who are we supposed to be focusing on? And who are we supposed to care about? Ted. He wasn't in it a lot. <laughs> No, he wasn't. And Ted was supposed to be in the end. Ted, you're just like, well, this is like the least creepiest guy. Okay. That's like his his points. Like, oh, he's not as creepy as these other guys. I mean, like, that's what like most dudes yeah, are. Yeah, it was supposed to be endearing yeah. in a way. Like, oh, I've been out with way worse people than you. So that's my standards. There's something about Ted. There's something about Ted. So it should have been called because there was nothing about Mary. Mary, no, what was Mary? <laughs> Mary was a woman who didn't wear a bra and like sports. She was boobs who watched Sports Center. <laughs> That's it. Is there anything else about Mary? She's an orthopedic surgeon. Yeah, I guess because they said so that one time. Yeah, she likes architecture, which again they said that one time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's nothing of substance. Like there was, and there was no chemistry. Like, at all. It was these just lewd remarks. Oh, her favorite movie is Harold and Maude. Yeah, and that was just, like, why? <laughs> because Harold and Maude has all of those little facets to it. I why? think it's just because they wanted to be like, well, this is a strange and unusual movie for someone to have as their favorite. It makes her quirky. Yeah, I can see that. Because of what that movie is, and if you've seen it and or heard our podcast about it, it's so multifaceted mm-hmm. that for that to be someone's favorite movie... We talked about that. We're like, somebody has to have a reason that they would have the poster on their wall. Yes. We talked about that specifically in that podcast. Yes. And that's important because I can see people connecting to it. I mm-hmm. can definitely see people connecting to it and wanting to... to have love that is unbounded Mm -hmm. basically but the way that she just like threw it away i'm like but why Mm -hmm. why she had no why Mm -hmm. she had no agency she had no she was vapid she had no substance but she could hit a golf ball but she could hit a golf ball mary has had such a bad relationship in the past where she had to get a restraining order. She had to change her name. She had to move. And she took her, her brother with her, apparently. Yeah. When she moved. You think she'd be a little more... She'd be way more cautious. Cautious. It's not just careful. She would have preca- like she would have an exit strategy for everything, I think. Yeah. Especially if this is happening so often. Ted is just like 
Ted and um, How I Met Your, How Mother. I Met Your Mother. Oh my God, I had such intense How I Met Your Mother vibes from yes, this. Yes, very much so of a guy just being like, oh, perfect enough oh mary oh do everything to impress this person i know nothing about but i'm so in love with she's so perfect paper towns paper towns at least expresses it in a different way the movie doesn't do it they hollywoodized it they didn't they didn't give it its point that it needed you know what's great about this movie what providence Providence, Rhode Island. Providence, Rhode Island. Where Justine was born and raised. It's so tiny that, like, if they turned the camera around, you know, like, where they're on the on the, the river there. Yeah. Of, like, there's where I was born. <laughs> <laughs> like, because Providence is so small that, like, they kept on shooting, like, downtown, but just, like, facing it in different ways. Yeah. To just, like, turn a little. They were making it look bigger. Yeah. <laughs> Did you like seeing Providence? It was pretty. In Cumberland? Yeah. My mom used to work in Cumberland. It looked like Boston. Yeah, it did have that vibe because of all the... I mean, that's what it is. It's just like they got the um, the brick sidewalks mm-hmm. and just the old... Uh, Statues. And yeah, and the, the, the state house. You know, everything like... Everything like, is old. Yeah, like Boston, you get the old buildings just tucked in right there with the new buildings because it's just so tiny and old. Mm-hmm. But they got the the mall there. It was like, there's the mall. <laughs> there's where I was born. There's the mall. There's a fire and ice. So. <laughs> there, my house is behind there. Everything is just close. And I'm sure, like, if you saw like some of the streets they were walking, you're like, this looks like Justine's movie. Yeah, <laughs> it does. Providence, Rhode Island. But we start off in. Cumberland. Cumberland. But it's really Florida. Good job, Florida. Stealing all the Rhode Island sites. Yeah, it didn't really look as shitty as Cumberland. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Cumberland. 1985, Cumberland, Rhode Island. Young Ben Stiller in a wig. Yep. He's trying to ask a girl out to prom, but that doesn't happen. Ted's talking to his friends about Mary. We are introduced to Warren, her brother. He's functioning at a, like, fourth or fifth grade level or something like that. He's still a kid. Yeah. His mentality is still a kid. Um, There's this douche that, like, punches Warren. And then, like, Ted defends him and stuff. And then Mary comes in and be like, that's my brother. Why are you such a dick? But then Ted and Mary become friends. And then Ted walks her home, giving Warren a piggyback ride all the way home. And apparently breaking his back? He's got some sort of disc shift, you know, you know, those discs, how they get on a line, how they shift, how they shift in your back. Who knows where they go? She talks about sports because she's cool. And then Mary asked Ted to the prom. Let's go to the prom (laughs) today. So much how I met your mother. Yeah, Uh, it's prom day. We're like, whoa, an African-American man answered the door in white girl Mary's household. What? It's her stepdad. But he, like, purposely tries to confuse yeah. Ted. He's fucking with him. Yeah. That's what he says. I don't know what the purpose of having this in there was. Um, It's a direct uh, Farrelly brother, like, their relative or friend would do this, so... 
an homage to someone that they know. Yeah, but I'm saying like the significance of keeping it in the movie. It's just a character quirk, I think. Well, I appreciate those. I just want them to have a purpose. Mm. I don't want them to be throwaways. I think it could be to bring up Woogie again, that name. Because Mary had been out with this guy, Woogie, and now she's single. Woogie got dumped. Ted gives uh, Warren a baseball, but he tries to pull it from behind his ear. And Warren can't have people touching his ears if he doesn't trust them. No touchy the ear. So there's this big, like, wrestling match. Like, violent. Yeah. Like, WWE style. Comedic violence. So then Ted goes to the bathroom. He sees Mary getting undressed. Yeah, because her strap broke on her dress. But Mary and his... And Mary and her mom sees him looking, but he was looking at the birds. And so he like rushes to get out of the way and he zips himself in his, his pants. He zips his his peen. His peen. Into his zipper. And balls on top. He zips everything. Everything. It's like he turns himself inside out and then zips it up. <laughs> it was gross. I still don't understand how that was like a thing. How did that happen? It's an exaggeration of a, apparently a thing that happened to a friend of the Farrelly brothers. <laughs> the dad comes in to help. He says, he brings the wife in. Then a police officer shows up at the window. And then a fireman shows up. It's very American Pie. Yes. Or just like a sketch show. Yeah. It's like, hey, what's going on here? I'm the police officer who's looking in your bathroom window. How's it going? Yeah. It's definitely, yeah, it's a fantasy film. Mm-hmm. It's something. It's a zipper pull and the ambulance is bleeding. Mary's pushing the, keeping the blood in the the, the main place. We got a bleeder. Yeah. It's a very traumatic moment for Ted and that's his last memory of Mary. And so he's telling this to his therapist who's not listening to him and his therapist says he's a homosexual. Yeah. Because he goes to rest stops. I don't understand that don't know it's just like they bring up this nonsense thing so they can make a joke about it later i guess it just it didn't work therapist didn't work Mm -hmm. like why were you not facing your therapist and why did your therapist sneak out of the room and just you can have therapy humor it just wasn't funny i don't know if a lot of things were fun i don't know man i can't tell i don't think half of the movie was funny Mm mm-hmm so he's got a friend chris elliott from groundhog day Lily's dad. Uh, it's all connected. Uh, <laughs> this is pre-How I Met Your Mother. Uh, uh, Woogie uh, abandoned Lily <laughs> in New York, moved to Providence, mm-hmm. became friends with another Ted. Mm. That's why I was obsessed with that hoagie. Chris Elliott wants to set up Ted. Ted's in a slump. Ted also idolizes chris elliott his relationship even though like chris elliott is such a dick to his wife i don't understand ted's like you got this perfect marriage here where like the wife is just like this servant every time we see her was that supposed to be funny is it i think it's satire i guess if it's commentating on it but it's not i don't know is it is it white guys (laughs) yeah white dudes please tell us I need you I I need you for the first time in my life to explain a joke to me. <laughs> tell the tell the women. Teach the women the way that you want to on the internet. 
Why is it? What is the satire of the the woman serving her husband in this movie? <laughs> to like a level that he was so dismissive of her. Yeah. Like once you have a family, you can just completely ignore the fact that your wife and children are human. I don't know, ma'am. I don't either. Ted's still in love with Mary. It's been 13 years. So Chris Elliott or Dom. Dom. Convinces him to hire a private investigator. Yep. He said, go see my friend Matt Dillon, you stalker. Matt Dillon had a porno stash. Mm-hmm. And his voice was weird and annoying. Like, the way he was delivering lines was just like, look at this. Light beer. Like, it was almost William Shatner, but, mm. like, more annoying. Like, when William Shatner does it, it's like, oh, you're William Shatner. You can do that. But when Matt Dillon does something like that, it's like, Why? That was an acting choice. Why did you make that choice? <laughs> Tell us, Matt Dillon. Come on the podcast. Come on the pod. So I know those two guys are like, oh, you want to see what Mary looks like because you're a stalker. And Ben Stiller character is like, I'm not a stalker. I'm just a, just can't stop thinking about her. I just can't get her off my mind. I got to know. That's called obsessive stalking. Yeah. So down in Miami where Mary lives. Welcome to Miami. Matt Dillon meets up with Jeffrey Tambor and his anaconda. <laughs> and his great Dane. Yeah, dude, just, I know why they cut this, like, this whole, this part especially was so grating to watch. And just knowing that they cut it out from the theatrical run and just like, please edit it out. It's so slow and pointless and I hate it. <laughs> And we don't need to know any more. We don't need to know anything. We don't need to know about Sully being a former addict. We don't like that was just this movie did not handle mental illness very well. There you go. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's like I'm angry at that. It wasn't the only thing. I mean, there were a lot of people. There's characters of multi handicapped. Yes. Nature. Yes. Did th were there performers that there were some of the people, but the but not the main yeah. people. Yeah, there's nothing really in the forums or trivia and IMDb about the Fairley brothers addressing or any statement. You would think that they would because they knew someone who they based Warren off of that they wouldn't allow the use of retard mm -hmm. in here. And I felt really kind of like I was being lectured. During that scene where he uses it and she's like, isn't that a little politically incorrect? And I was like, no, it's just mean. It doesn't matter if it's politically incorrect or politically correct. It's mean. Like to you, because you use it as a derogatory term. It is never meant to be used in any other fashion. It was always meant to be derogatory. It's not like slut where we can kind of take back the word and own it. Mm -hmm. Like taking back the word retard, I think would, it's, it's not even worth it. Yeah. At that point, because it just, it's so degrading, especially in that scene where it was just, it was pointless. It was just, it wasn't used. It was used in a term when he was gaslighting her. Yeah. And she still like fell for him kind of. Or was well, she still dated him. Yeah. Like, she said later that she was just, like, hoping that the feelings, like, the feels would happen, but they never did. Yeah. And I'm like, because he's a dick. Yeah. What, were you dating all of these really nice guys and that you needed something different? 
Well, she dated him because he found out everything that she's interested in. So it's like he fit all the criteria. And so that's what she wanted. She wanted the criteria, but he just wasn't a good actual human person. Yeah, we need to get rid of this whole criteria thing. Like you can have a type and you can know what you like like physically. Mm -hmm. But like having this criteria of... Oh, he needs to like beer, like real beer, not light beer. Like that's so insignificant to who that person is mm-hmm. that it doesn't matter. Like if me and Sam like liked all of the same things like that, it would be so boring and irritating. Yeah. I don't know. It's like this whole movie. <laughs> yeah. Um, Back to the movie. Healy finds Mary. Mary lives with Magda and Magda likes to listen in on people's phone calls. What was Magda's purpose? Just to be an extreme secondary woman figure. Magda was there, so Mary didn't talk to herself. But then what was her group of friends, with, including Sarah Silverman, Silverman for? Sarah Silverman. Sarah, those were her multicultural group of friends to make her well-rounded. <laughs> and then there's the crazy old lady who lives in her building. Yeah, to make her quirky. So, like, Magda could do the thing of, like, listening in on people, have the dog that detects when people are good or not, you know. Yeah. Well, this is, like, the problem of, like, creating characters just for character's sake. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, well, we have to have more women in this, so we're just going to put these women in and have no significant character building anything for them. Yeah. How did, like, those, like, four, gr- those group of four women, I'm like, how did you all... You're always together. Aren't you busy? (laughs) Well, and at least like in When Harry Met Sally, like you had the friends, but they had their own facets of one another. Like Mm -hmm. it wasn't just this blank, you go girl. Ah, look at me. I'm Sarah Silverman saying a line. (laughs) Yeah. Sarah Silverman should have had the vibrator joke. Yes, she should have. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. Like there's some, there's, there's a difference between adding in female characters for the sake of adding in female characters then adding in female characters with a purpose like giving it the each character a purpose or at least a motivation Mm -hmm. is important like i i am all for diversity and adding in more characters that represent the way that our country actually looks and functions but i don't want it to be just a blank slate of nothing mm-hmm. like i'm tired of the female character that is just tits and looks yeah and i mean like just the best friend characters who yeah. are, are just there as the sounding boards for the main character yeah just so the main character doesn't look crazy talking to themselves but that was the great thing about carrie fisher in mm-hmm. um when harry met sally because she was the sounding board but then she was also like active in her life. Yeah. Like you saw the exterior of that and you and they could add the comedy in with that. Like you have the relationship blooming between the two best friends and then they're getting married and then you have Harry and Sally like dealing with that and then like them their own issues. I think that's just a better way of rounding it yeah, out. Yeah, it's like they had a complete world. <laughs> yeah, it's not like Oh, we're always going to be at Mary's house. We're always going to be supportive for Mary. Yeah. Like, I want to support you where you want, as the same as you want to support me. It's like, we're both main characters, but we're also both supporting characters. Mm-hmm. So that's what I want more of. I want to see less of the best friend role just to be there as the, the rock for the main character, whereas 
they have nothing else. You go, girlfriend. <laughs> that's, that's my uh, that's my best friend catchphrase. <laughs> In the movie, Healy follows Mary, stalks her. This this whole bit was way too fucking long. Gets to know everything about her. This is where she's hanging out with her group of friends for the first time and lists her ideal guy and kind of talks about her past boyfriends. Like, it's it's the Mary show with her friends. And her friend's like, oh, no, Mary, you, you deserve to get out there. You deserve a good man and some good D. Yeah, get that D, Mary. <laughs> That's the alternative title for the movie. <laughs> Sully's back on his nose candy. Who cares? Healy watches Mary get undressed. Back in Providence, Healy tells Ted that Mary got fat, has kids, you know, is a mail order bride. Three baby daddies. Yeah. And just like, no. And so Ted's sad. But then he goes to see Healy again and he's like, no, I think I will. I want to call her. Yeah. But he also finds out Healy's moving to Miami. He's like, Oh, yeah, I got that. I got a job offer. Bye. Bye. He's like, I still have merry feelings. Goes to a bar with Chris Elliott. Apparently nothing happened there because I didn't write anything down. Yeah, I don't remember. Chris Elliott being like, you gotta go. I know he goes to the, there's that weird bit where he's like at work carrying the wardrobe and then there's the guy in the wheelchair. Well, first, okay, hold on. Did they have to insult every minority group ever? That's what the people on the IMDb forum would say that's what's so great about it because everybody gets insulted, like South Park. I don't know, South Park's way better, though. South Park handles it in a way where it's... so it's, much smarter. It's satire comedy, where this is just like, what, why? Yeah. Like, what is your what is your point? Yeah, what are you trying to say, <laughs> Farley Brothers? <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> The Cameron Crowe treatment. Ooh. That's what we want. We we satire with a purpose. You can make jokes. Like, as long as it's wrapped up in a performance and it has a purpose. Yeah. If like, it's a commentary on I something. like South Park. Yeah. Yeah. <gasps> it's dirty and crude and ridiculous, yeah. but it has a purpose. Yeah. So, yeah. Healy uh, meets Mary at the, the putting range. He is, you know, the perfect guy. Yeah. So that's where they have their meet- Ted is helping his boss's brother move. His boss's brother's in a motorized wheelchair. I think the point of it, the point of this scene was him to throw out his back again so he can go and see his friend who's a back, who's a chiropractor. Yeah. Who can tell him the truth about Mary, that Mary's a fox. Or instead of having this weird humor about a guy in a wheelchair being an asshole, we could go to like him meeting this guy up for lunch or him running into this guy into this guy at a grocery store this information didn't need to be given this way yeah it's a long way around yeah no yeah chris is like go see her healy drugs the dog because if the dog barks magda's gonna think that healy's a bad guy the dog like dies and then healy Oh, yeah. He shocks gives him, him the, back to life. The speed or something? No, no, no. This is the drugs. The oh. speed is later. The speed is later. This was like downers. Yeah. This is terrible. What? This whole oh. scene was terrible. Oh, right. That's a, that's a dog prop humor. Like, I like the fact that they used a puppet. Yeah. Because it was so obvious that yeah. it was a puppet. But I didn't like the the fact that, he, one, he gave the dog drugs in those little shitty, like, treats that are really not good for your dogs at all. Mary and Healy are going out 
on a date. But first, Mary is like, oh, let's go to the museum. We're at the museum. And there's this architecture exhibit because you're an architect. And you can meet my friend Tucker, who's an architect. And so they meet Tucker. And Tucker, you know, tries to... He was really British. Yeah. That actor. He was really British, but was doing a fake British accent. Yes. No, he was... I really liked that. When I found out he was, like, really British, Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, my God. This man is an actor because <laughs> <laughs> i couldn't tell at all i thought he was like from kentucky or something Ooh. yeah yeah he did american well uh-huh american america home of the brave and free we're not <laughs> not anymore not either we have bravery God. we're just not fully free anymore yeah we know you can hear us other countries come help us we love you you like those of you who are disgusted you are not alone ted on his road trip picks up hitchhiker what's his face that guy harlan williams yeah what was his purpose to be harlan okay you can't ask every single thing what's its purpose and i'm just like i don't know man farley brothers what were you trying to say seven minute abs it's all nothing was plot related ted goes to pee Trips over a homosexual raid, <laughs> gets on cops, gets arrested. Dom's wife sees after she's giving a blowjob. Yeah, which he then like shoves her head back down. Yeah, I didn't like that. No. Like you're just watching cops on your couch. Yeah, he's got his beer, blood. he's got his cops, he's got his beach happening. He's got the perfect life. Might as well have a robot. <laughs> They have those now. I know. I would <laughs> rather the like the guys who want that just have a robot. Mm-hmm. Love is love. Love is love. <laughs> Self love. Self love. Robot love. Robot loving. Fleshlight ro- love. <laughs> Whatever you want. Just don't treat people like robots or like machines or badly. Yeah, it's all we're asking for. It's not that hard. <laughs> Okay, Healy and Mary walk home. He says, can I feel your bosoms before I go? Because why? Because some guy on IMDb forum legitimately is like, does that actually work? (laughs) No. (laughs) Like what? Why? No. I'm dying. (laughs) Do you say you're dying or you're done? I'm dying. You're dying. I am slowly dying. (laughs) We're all slowly dying. Just spin it up a little faster. This makes me very upset because, no, this is why it is this way. This is what rape culture, this is how it works. Yes. People see this shit, think it's okay. Yeah. It's just exactly like how, what's their faces in the movies being like, oh, so-and-so is a stalker. Yep. Mm Mm-hmm. But they don't do anything about it. No. That's but rape they, culture. They say it's bad. Yeah, they say it's and bad. Then they feed into it or do that themselves. Yeah. I mean, the only good thing about this is that he asked her permission. Yes. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> the only appropriate thing. I mean, yes. If you, if you ask and she says yes, go for it. There was a yes. There was consent. There was the nicety to ask. Yeah. But it's not going to be a 100% thing that is going to happen all the time. Yeah. That was your first first date. date. You're outside. Yeah. 
This is Jerry Maguire. I mean, oh, oh, wait. No, wait. It is Jerry Maguire because he was outside on the porch. That's what I'm saying. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, that is weird. God damn it, Tom Cruise. Look what you did. Look what you did. Tom Cruise, can I feel your bosoms before you go? (laughs) Okay, okay. No more fun. We're talking about this movie. Damn it. At the police station, of course, the hitchhiker had a body in its bag, so... Ted's accused of murder. This movie really is like 12, like How I Met Your Mother episodes, like strung together. 12 of the worst How I Met Your Mother episodes. <laughs> Healy is listening because Tucker has come over to see Mary and says, hey, your guy friend is not an, an architect. An architect. He lie. He ain't listed. This is at her office. Yeah. And he's still listening to her. And then we got the whole, you want to talk about Tucker dropping his keys? This was not okay, especially since it's revealed later on that he is not actually on crutches. He drops his keys and he, like, can't pick them up. Mm-hmm. And he makes a big deal about not getting help. Yeah, he does it in a way. You can tell he's doing it so Mary will, like, kind of pity him. Yeah. Like, he's going for the, the pity. The pity D? Yeah, the pity D. That's exactly it. That's his game. Pity D. Pity D. <laughs> That's funny. Pity to the D. Pity the D. Pity D. Pity D. Ted's released from prison. After he's been snuggled. Chris Elliott Dom. Dom tells Ted that Healy has fallen for Mary. He's bailed him out of prison. Yeah, he's like, we're going to drive the rest of the way together. Healy does this thing where he's solving the problem that Tucker has set up by doing a scripted conversation with Sully about yes. how much of a humanitarian he is and all the women are over there going all, aww, because that's what women are good for. Even Sarah Silverman. I was like, Sarah Silverman, why? Yeah. She was a good actor in this. She was the best. She had the best lines. Yeah. She still should have had the vibrator line. Though. Yeah. Oh, we didn't even talk about the troubadour. Oh, no. Talk about that motif. So throughout the movie, we have a troubadour-like figure who's adding to the love story that is Ted and Mary. They're narrating. Yeah. And it's he's singing like a verse of there's something about Mary, a song. And he's in like these weird positions in the show like they're in the show but not in the show mm-hmm. i really it's it's like the the troubadour from gilmore girls but like way more they're, they're complex a, separated. a greek chorus greek chorus that's the word i was looking for yeah yeah we did that in um jamie and jesse yes a romantic comedy that i edited <laughs> dun, dun, dun. watch it on amazon <gasps> dun, dun, dun. Dun, 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 dun. Is that all you have to say about them? They were my favorite, and I wanted an entire movie of the Troubadour and his drummer friend. Yeah. Who I love when he didn't have a drum set ever. Like, he didn't have one that he would wear. He would just bang the sticks together. Mm-hmm. So you do to keep time. Yep. So Healy shows up at the door, and he's like, let me explain. And then Cameron Diaz gives him a big kiss. Yeah. Then he hangs out with the the mentally handicapped people and is terrible. It's a terrible human. He's so mean to them. Yeah. Ted sees Mary finally. Healy has touched Warren's headphones. 
And you can't touch his ears unless he trusts you. He like karate chops his throat. So after Healy leaves, Ted talks to Mary. Yes. She changed her name because of restraining order. Yes. And they set a dinner date. For that. That evening. That evening. She's got to cancel with Healy. Yeah. Healy's listening in. Mary's telling this to Magda that she's really excited about this thing with Ted. She's going to call it off with Healy because he's like, eh. He doesn't give me the feels. Yeah. But then Tucker comes over and says Healy's a murderer. And she's like, he really doesn't give me the feels. Yeah. Chris Elliott tells Ted to go masturbate before their date. And we learn that Tucker is not who he says he is. And Healy kind of beats him up. And then they become accomplices. Yeah, because they're both phonies. Yes. So Ted masturbates in the bathroom and he loses the semen. (laughs) How? We don't know. And then there's the whole hair thing. Everybody knows this part. Yeah. This was in every trailer. This is how they sold the movie. Which isn't like a great reflection of the movie at all. Yeah. It's very minimal in the whole scheme of things. I mean, this was a more humor. I wanted more of him. I don't know. I I just wanted more of him and Cameron Diaz together to kind of set up like that they have chemistry. Yeah. They have this date like right after. Yeah. But like, it's just like uh norm uh that's tucker tucker's real name is norm and healy just like watching them have a date yeah so norm and healy's plan is to give the dog speed to attack uh ted when he goes to visit yeah but he also give magda speed on accident on accident so like puffy attacks ted and then there's a whole nother wrestling match with the dog and then the dog goes out the window but then like nothing like Cameron Diaz's character was fine with that. Like, there was no point. Like, there was no conflict or... It didn't make her, like, question... No, nothing happened because of it. Yeah. There was no point to it. It was just the crazy dog abusive scene. Yeah. Where he sumo wrestled the dog. Yeah. So, yeah, there's a bunch of Ted and Mary dates. And Ted hanging out with Warren. And Ted meets mary at home and she says hey ted did you have pat healy did you hire him to spy on me and he's like well yeah it's true it's not what you think and blah 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 and she's like you tricked me and he's like well i couldn't stop thinking about you which is why i did it i can't help myself you made me do it that's what that sounded like it's exactly what that sounds like Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, honey bun. ted goes to healy to confront him and Norm. Yes. And Norm's like, why can't I ever get a girl like Mary? Just like they're all fighting over something. They don't even know her. Eh, I don't understand. And she's like, no, I don't want you around. Yeah. I don't want you as a boyfriend. Mm-hmm. I don't even know you now because you like were lying to me the entire time. Yeah. First, I thought Norm sent the letter, but Norm didn't send the letter. Norm did admit, though, to getting rid of her previous boyfriend, Brett, Brett. who she was going to marry because he was perfect. But was he, though? Brett Favre. Brett Favre. 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 And Ted, finally, he's like, I'm disgusted by all of this. I was like, where have you been, Ted? Why, Ted? Why now? Why are they always named Ted? I don't know. But, But seriously, though, like, How I Met Your Mother... He's obsessed with the idea of love. He yeah. he wants love. Yeah. And a family and that. Yeah. And it's just so fixated. He doesn't know. It doesn't matter how he gets there. Yeah. He just wants that end goal. 
Yeah. It's not cool. No, and it drives people away. Mm-hmm. It makes awkward things happen. Yeah. And why couldn't you get over Robin? Don't go there, girlfriend. <laughs> My catchphrase. Okay. So, Chris Elliott, Dom, goes to see Mary. Like, he sneaks in her house. Yeah. And he's actually Woogie, her old, old boyfriend, yeah. who she got the restraining order from. So now, like, she's scared because he's, like, threatening her life. He wants her shoes. He wants her shoes. It's played off as a joke, but she's, like, legit. She's not okay. She's not okay. She's a stalker. Yeah. Then Healy and Norm are there to save her. And then Ted shows up and there's this whole, like, we're in love with Mary and she can't leave until she picks. Like, she gets no choice. Yeah at all and then ted's like well here's brett Favre. here's brett Favre, and you should go with him and she's like okay as long as you say i should do whatever everybody's telling me what to do right now i'm fine <laughs> nobody asks what mary wants nobody knows what mary wants that's the thing about mary <laughs> that's the thing about mary there we go <laughs> we finally figured it out mm-hmm but um, then Ben Stiller leaves. Yeah, he's like, I'm not better than these guys. I'm leaving. But then he touches Warren's headphone. Bye, Warren. Bye, Warren. Yeah. So Warren trusts him. Whatever. Whatever. None of them should know. No. No. None, none of the I above. Mean, I mean, she could have Brett Favre. Yeah. Because I don't know anything about him. He is now the least despicable guy in the room. Yes. It's supposed to be Ted, but nope. My vote is Brett Favre. Brett, Brett Favre. Favre. So Ted's just crying like how I cry. Yep. <laughs> it was beautiful acting by Brent Stiller. <laughs> like really high pitch. Yeah. <laughs> Give him the award for best crying scene. Yes. Mary comes out to see him, says, You forgot your keys. And he's like, Oh. But then she's like, I choose you. I don't know. I choose you, Pikachu. That's that's the movie. No, because then the troubadour gets shot. Then the troubadour gets shot. Then it's the it's what? it. Yeah. And then there's a montage of everybody singing Build Me a Buttercup. Yeah. And then it's over. And then we were like, what was the point of anything? What was the point of life? Yeah. Because that wasn't an escape. Or even, like, an analytical movie. It was just dumb. Yeah. Sorry, listeners. Sorry if you like that movie, but it's dumb. Let us know what you like about it, and I don't know. If you like it, I have some serious questions for you. Like, I really, I do. I genuinely want people to explain to me why that's funny. Yeah. You shouldn't have to, but I want you to, because I need to know why that's funny. I need to know. I need to know. Tell me, listeners, because I need to know. <laughs> new theme song for a new category of the show. Mm-hmm. Oh, let's look at the... Let's let's return, dear listener, to the scene of the crime, the, the, the Netflix description of this movie. Okay. I think you should do it in your best Donald Trump accent. <laughs> I don't have a Donald Trump accent. I don't think I do either. The Farrelly brothers <laughs> nail the laughs in this hugely popular comedy about a hugely popular <laughs> girl. <laughs> Mary <laughs> is the ideal girlfriend. 
of every guy she meets, especially frustrated high school Suda Ted. <laughs> but he's got plenty of competition. But I'd win. I'd, I'd win. T- I, I'd he's make a, a tremendous loser. boyfriend. He's a loser. <laughs> and he, he opposes me. And I will not wish him Merry Christmas. <laughs> Because he's a loser. He's a loser. And I'm a tremendous boyfriend. And I have great hands. And you know, you can't question the other thing. Because you know when they say they got big hands, you know what that means. <laughs> um, I just added a little pal Joey. I know you did. <laughs> I know you did. Okay. Hashtag accurate. The more accurate description of this movie is... Dudes get obsessed with manic pixie dream girl. Don't bother getting to know her and force her into the worst uh, month of her life. Pretty good. <laughs> Pretty good. And Brett Favre shows up. And Brett Favre. <laughs> Brett Favre. Yep. Pretty much. Are you ready to rate this a movie? Yes. I'm going to rate this movie one pill. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Well, the one that makes you sleepy. <laughs> yeah. The downer. The downer. I'm going to rate this movie a half of an 80s wig. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Is it the front half or the back half or left or right? I think I'm going to go with left or right. Left or right. Nice. Nice. Okay. I like that. Because good, then good you choice. can like at least mm-hmm. style it in a way that you can do like flock of seagulls hair mm. you can get some nice like shaved head action in mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. well next week on this cutaways podcast we're watching 1998's show me love it's swedish i believe the swedes are awesome it's lesbian lesbian power yep <laughs> empowering the ladies so uh yeah foreign film next week woohoo but did you like this podcast? If you really liked it, let us know. Please. And uh, consider becoming a patron. We Please have, do. We have a Patreon. It's uh, patreon.com slash cutawayspodcast. And we could really use the support because we've been going 82 episodes. 82? And we're not stopping. Anytime soon. We're not stopping for anybody. <laughs> Nobody. Our website is thecutaways.com if you'd like to download the podcast there. Download it, keep it, keep it on your computer, keep it secret. Keep it safe. Yep. And we post on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram as at Cutaways Podcast. Always posting pictures. And if you want to get our podcast delivered directly to you via your favorite podcatcher, please do that. I would recommend iTunes or Stitcher as they are the most popular. Yes. If there's one that you prefer and we're not there, let us know. Mm-hmm. And it would help us out a lot. It really helps out our algorithm. We got to get that algorithm. Leave us a, a review. Rate us. Subscribe. Subscribe, please. And we'll be there for you every week. With a nice warm hug. Yeah. Some cocoa. Some popcorn. Well, thanks for joining us at this particular slumber party. We hope it was as good for you as it was for us. Sorry. It was a stinker. Sorry. 
Sorry. You know. Whatever. We've got 80 other episodes for you to listen to. Go check yeah. them out. Yeah. <laughs> Bye! Bye!